Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Strength and Struggle Podcast. This is your host, Janelle Petrosino, and I am pumped for this episode. I feel like I say that every time, and I probably will for every episode to come, so (laughs) don't be surprised. I feel like I am just really fired up today and excited to just share some really, really important stuff with you guys. So, okay, struggle. That is the theme of a lot of my podcast episodes so far. And I really want to delve into the fact that sometimes the struggles that we endure in our life on a day-to-day basis, a year-to-year basis, are struggles that we bring about ourselves. And of course, there are tons of struggles always going on in our lives that have nothing to do with our control. As you know personally, I've been through infertility and a miscarriage and my husband was really sick and different things that I've personally gone through that I had no control over. And in some of my previous episodes, I've shared some daily practices to help with that kind of struggle. But today I thought it would be really beneficial and extra fun to talk about the other type of struggle, which are self-inflicted struggles that we may not even really realize that we are causing for ourselves. And I speak from personal experience. A lot of times when we go through something that's really hard or we're going through a chapter of our life where we're kind of at a crossroad or maybe we're feeling frustrated about where we stand, we subconsciously actually create other struggles for ourselves without even really meaning to or realizing it, that keep us from getting closer to overcoming that that big struggle. So I personally had to take a step back in many different instances in my life the last six years, and I've really come up with some really great feedback as to what I found when I did that and when I became intentional. And I, I do credit a lot of this growth process and learning process of becoming who I am today and kind of delving into what causes my own personal struggle into my journey, like being vulnerable and sharing my journey openly as a health coach. Um, To a lot of people's surprise, being a health coach isn't all about health. It's not all about, you know, getting fit, losing weight, eating right. A lot of it is also just about growing into the best version of yourself and being willing to dig deep and kind of sort through the things about ourselves that really hold us back and prevent us from becoming our greatest potential. So for me personally, the vehicle and the catalyst for change that helped me to not only recognize these things in myself, but do something about them was health coaching. I am a Beachbody coach. For those of you that don't personally know, I've been a Beachbody coach since 2014. And for me, it's just been a lifestyle change that has helped me to just grow into somebody that I never thought was possible by taking the struggles that I've gone through and just turning them into my power, into something beneficial and something positive for my life. And just to give you an example, when I first started my journey as a coach, as I've shared in the past, I was at rock bottom, didn't have any experience, wasn't in a really fit place, (laughs) uh, 
and I also was very introverted and shy. And just to give you a specific example of how this growth process and really taking the time to work on myself from the inside out using the daily practices that I want to share here with you today and in my past and future episodes is the fact that I'm like hosting a podcast now. Somebody that literally would blush anytime they talk to somebody at the grocery store or anytime someone gave them a compliment or recognized them in a crowd is now a podcast host. So it just goes to show that when you do take the time out of your day to work on yourself and to slow down and to really be intentional about the struggles that you put on yourself and that you cause for yourself, that anything can happen. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I think that a lot of times we look for answers in our lives and answers to our struggles in outside sources. So a lot of times we look to other people. We look to blame um, certain circumstances. We look to ask for help or we look for other people to help us figure out what we need to become a happier version of ourselves or to overcome our struggles. But what we don't really realize is that a lot of the answers lie within. And I've found personally in talking to so many people over the last few years and also just in my personal experience of just being Janelle, um, (laughs) is that a lot of us make excuses as to why we don't do that self-work. A lot of us say that we're too busy or you know, that we're, it's just not our cup of tea, but really soul searching and soul work is what I like to call it. Really, it it doesn't have to be time consuming. It could be done when you're in the shower, when you're driving, when you're you're just laying down to close your eyes to go to bed. Um, It doesn't have to be something that takes up a huge chunk of your time. And I will share a couple of different recommendations of how you can do this. But this podcast is all about the five questions that you should be asking yourself every week. And specifically, asking yourself in regard to whatever aspect of your life you feel as though you need to improve. And you may find from one week to another that topic or that source of change may be rooted in a from coming from a different place from it within or it could be rooted in the same place every single week until you actually do the work and see your life change um, as a result. So these are general questions that I started to ask myself and doing so has helped me to open up my eyes and become intentional with my actions. And I think that even if... I mean, these are the five questions that I ask myself, but even if you were to take away the habit of just writing down five questions that you think would speak to you as an individual that would help you to become more intentional with your actions and your behaviors and your attitude about what you go through each day, it would be extremely beneficial. So this is what I basically do every Sunday. And I only do it Sunday because I really enjoy, as I've shared in my past episode four, I enjoy rituals. I enjoy routine. That's just how I operate. But even if you wanted to do this daily or bi-weekly or on Wednesdays, like it doesn't really matter. Just pick a time that you have five to 10 minutes by yourself just to think about your struggles and what is really holding you back. And 
the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, am I genuinely happy? A lot of times we just roll through life and we kind of just settle or we float by and we accept circumstances that maybe deep down we know we don't want to accept, but it's because in the forefront of our mind, we think that there's nothing that we can do about them. A lot of times I talk to people that seem like they're so stressed out and so anxious and so frustrated about their circumstances, but those are often the same people that aren't really doing anything to change them. And I think that a lot of times it's just because a lot of us don't take the time to ask ourselves, like, am I genuinely happy? And so you could be asking yourself this question in general, or you could be asking yourself this question in regard to something specific. So am I really genuinely happy with my career? Am I genuinely happy with my marriage? Am I genuinely happy with how I'm spending my time? However you want to ask that question, but am I genuinely happy? And the answer is either yes or no. And if the answer is yes, then maybe you should be asking the question about a different facet of your life. Because if you feel genuinely happy about whatever you're asking yourself, then that means that you're doing something really great. And that means that you should keep up the great work because that aspect of your lifestyle is working for you. However, if the answer is no, then you're going to continue asking yourself the next four questions. So question number two is, what is holding me back from being the best version of me? So again, depending on the topic, and I'll give some examples um, toward the end of the episode, but you're going to want to ask that question in regard to the topic in your life. So say, for example, if you're talking about your career, what is holding me back from being the best version of me at work or to get the promotion that I want? Or like in general, what is holding me back? And when you ask yourself that question, of course, it's it's going to get uncomfortable because you're going to recognize things about yourself that maybe you've been turning a blind eye to or maybe you've been avoiding or putting off or procrastinating. But when you are upfront with yourself and you just plain out, say what's holding you back, then you are giving yourself the opportunity to change your mindset and change your focus. And when you know what's actually holding you back, then you can start to work on that thing. So for example, you may say, if say for example, you're asking yourself, what's holding me back from becoming my best version in regard to your health and fitness? The answer might be, I'm not committing to what I said that I would do in my routine. Everybody can relate to New Year's resolutions and the the big uh, commitment of committing to your health and fitness journey in the beginning of January. A lot of people do it, but then come February or March, a lot of the people will say, or at least I personally experience these conversations because I'm a personal trainer, but a lot of people will say, well, I'm not following anymore. I fell off track. I'm struggling. And a lot of times it's because X, Y, or Z. And so what I'm suggesting is that on a regular weekly basis, you're asking yourself, what is holding me back from achieving that level of being genuinely happy? So I recommend writing it down on a piece of paper if you, unless you're doing it before bed and just write it down in your mind and say like, this is what's holding me back. And the, the third question is, is there anything that I'm doing that isn't serving me? So those two questions can sound quite similar. I think that a lot of times what is holding me back can can actually potentially be something coming from an outside source. So for example, the answer to number two you may find is 
like I'm not committing because I'm busy taking care of other people or I am my schedule is too busy or I'm being negatively persuaded by someone else in my life to eat unhealthy or skip the gym or you know whatever like there might be like or I'm afraid of other people's judgment you know it might be something that's like an outside source but when I ask what am I doing that isn't serving me I'm asking myself is there something in my mindset in my attitude in my behavior that is holding me back that I can work on so for example if you know, if if it comes back down to your health and fitness journey, you may say, well, I'm, I'm thinking very negative thoughts about myself in regards to my health and fitness journey. Like for example, I'll never achieve my goal or what's the point or this is taking too long. Self-inflicted energy that's just not serving me. And I like to differentiate between the two because I think that like I said in the beginning of this episode, like outside sources and things that we can't control can often really impact our day-to-day mindset and behavior as well as things that we are doing ourselves. So I think that both questions are extremely important. So number one, am I genuinely happy? Number two, what is holding me back from being my best version? Number three, what am I doing that isn't serving me? Another thing that can go into question number three is like, am I like, am I pouring into things that aren't serving me instead of the goal that will bring me pure happiness? So for example, like if, you know, your goal is to get into the best shape, but you're spending your time watching Netflix instead of doing your workout or, uh, you know, spending time doing everything else for everybody else, which is, of course, a very admirable thing to do, but at the end of the day, it's not serving your happiness, then that would fall under that category. Um, number four, one of the best questions of the five is, what can I start doing differently? Um, and I think that this one, it could be really hard for a lot of people because sometimes when we're facing the idea of change, it's really scary because a lot of times that question of, well, what if I fail comes into mind? And I just want to stop really quick and remind you that failure is a requirement to be successful. So when you fail, it doesn't mean anything bad about you unless you just give up on yourself. If you give up on yourself and you stop trying, then you're a failure. That That's, or I mean, essentially, that's what you're saying to yourself. Like you, you are picturing yourself as a failure because you're not trying anymore. But you cannot be a failure if you keep trying. So if you fail at something, but you try it again, that's not failure. That that just simply means that you didn't get it right the first time and now you have an opportunity to try again, but this, this time with experience. So when we try something and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that we're just like terrible and unworthy and we're never going to reach our goal. It just means that that way that we did it just didn't work right for us or that doesn't serve us. So this time we're going to try again, but we're going to do things a little bit differently. And guess what? Eventually you're going to do things differently and you're going to find something that works. And then you're going to find that it all impacts the whole point of what this 
episode is about. It, it starts to bring you happiness. You start to change your life. You start to become that different version of yourself. So if you're asking yourself question four, what can I do differently? Don't worry about the op- opportunity um, or <laughs> the possibility, I'm sorry, of failure. Think about what am I going to do uh, differently? And if I fail at it, I'm going to do it again differently anyway. So it's like we're asking our question for several times. It's just a process. Um, so for example, you can say, I can schedule some time in for myself, or I can ask for help, or I can find an accountability group or an accountability buddy. Um, there are so many different things that you can do differently. It's just a matter of knowing what the issue is that's holding you back first before you can make the decision of what you are going to do differently. And I really want to stress how important number four is because when you don't do things differently, things won't change. So I know a lot of people will get really upset if they're in the same place a year from now. And I'm somebody that used to say, like, I want X, Y, and Z for my life. But then a year later, I'd be staying, I'd be standing in the same place and I'd be frustrated. And it's because I wasn't doing anything differently. So I was getting frustrated, but how could I have expected anything differently to come out of my life if I wasn't changing my behavior? So I always love to say the quote, nothing changes if nothing changes. So we have to really ask ourselves that question without judgment. And this is all without judgment because every single one of us has something to work on and there is no shame in that. And we will always have something to work on because we are constantly evolving into better versions of ourselves. So just because we might find that we have to do something differently over and over and over again, it's something to be proud of because it means that we're aspiring to have the best life that we can have. And I think that that's the whole point. We only get one life. So why wouldn't we want to do that? And then the last question is, what am I willing to sacrifice to get there? And this one's huge because I think that really brings about the truth that life is hard. Life is full of struggles. Life is going to throw things at you and try to complicate things. Of course, you're going to have a crazy schedule. Of course, you're going to feel overspent and frustrated. Of course, it's not going to be easy the first time you try to implement this. Like Whatever it may be, there are always going to be things that try to get in the way. But if you know flat out that you are going to sacrifice something in order to make this happen because you know that overall your general goal is to be happy in this way, then the action steps, the walking the walk is going to come naturally because you're going to know before you even get started on working on yourself and stop inflicting this personal struggle on yourself that you're going to sacrifice something else. So there's not even going to be any question as to whether or not it's a possibility. Of course, it's a possibility. You will have to sacrifice something else. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy with where you are right now, then that's okay if you're sacrificing something that isn't serving you. So as you can see, this all kind of comes together. And I'm going to use a couple of different experiences from my past to give you an example and then make a little recommendation of how you can go about this yourself. So First and foremost, the example that I want to share is that I 
when I first started my journey as a coach, it was 2014. But prior to that, I was very unhappy with my career. And I felt as though my unhappiness with my career really impacted other really important aspects of my life. So when I was feeling lousy about my career, I felt down and out and anxious and depressed because I didn't see my family very often. My schedule was horrible. I had to commute at different parts of that career that came before coaching and I felt like I was working really hard and I didn't see the financial benefit of that hard work and I just felt really, really crummy. So there got to a there got to be a point where I asked myself, you know, are you genuinely happy? And also at the time I was really unhealthy with some undiagnosed autoimmune conditions and it just like the job itself was just making all of that worse. And I also remember feeling as though I would never get better because I didn't have any free time to go to the doctors or anything like that because I didn't have the schedule to do it. So when I finally sat down and asked myself, am I genuinely happy? I remember just bawling my eyes out and the question number two, what's holding me back from being my best version of me is being passionate about my, my life and my career. And I know that a lot of people believe that, you know, your career is just meant to pay bills and to help you survive. And obviously that's true. I mean, we have to pay our bills and we have to survive, but I truly believe that if you want to be passionate about your career and survive, like that's an option if you're willing to put in the hard work. So I recognized for me that I was just kind of in survival mode and doing something that didn't fuel my soul and didn't light a fire in me just because I was afraid of not being able to pay the bills. Um, And so one thing that really wasn't serving me during that time, which is question number three, was my mindset. I kept telling myself that, you know, if I wanted to try something else, it probably wouldn't work out or it would be a selfish, selfish decision, (laughs) selfish decision, I'm sorry, to make at the time because what if, you know, the opportunity, which I had my eye on, which was coaching, what if I wasn't good at it or what if I failed at it? Um, what can I do differently? <laughs> of course, I came to the conclusion that I could really stop worrying about the failure aspect, stop worrying about maybe what other people would think if I made a career switch. And I asked myself, what am I willing to f- sacrifice? And I decided that I was willing to sacrifice a year. So what I meant by that is like I was willing to give myself a year to work really hard to make some changes and to try something new to see if it worked. And then if not, then I could always go back to the same career field that I was in prior to personal training and health coaching. And then the other thing that I decided that I really could and needed to sacrifice at the time was worrying about other people's judgment. Because for a really long time, worrying about what other people thought held me back from doing the things that I really wanted to do and that really I was passionate about. So when I decided that I was going to take that leap and I was going to get into the fitness world, um, I obviously had the conversation with my husband and bless his heart. He's always been super supportive. Um, And I decided to make a career change. And the really crazy thing about it is that I decided to become certified in personal training, but 
after that, I had to go through this series of questions over and over and over again because even after personal training, there were aspects of my life that I just wasn't quite like fulfilled with yet. And asking myself similar questions to these five questions helped me to decide to become a health coach and not only become a health coach um, in 2014, but a health coach that is still a health coach in 2020. So there have been a lot of chapters of growth that I've had to ask myself these questions. And a lot of times the answers were, you know, what can I do differently? I can work harder. What can I do differently? I can get rid of my excuses. What can I do differently? I can lean into this community and get extra support and accountability so that I keep showing up and getting the results that I want in my life. What am I willing to sacrifice? I'm willing to sacrifice binge watching TV so that I can get my work done at night. I'm, I'm, sa- I'm willing to sacrifice working on the weekends for a year so that one day I can have the freedom to have a schedule that I enjoy and that gives me time with my family. Another thing that I could sacrifice is the worry about all of the people that may have something to say about me being a health coach this time. Um, so-and-so from high school that might laugh at the fact that I'm doing network marketing now. I had to sacrifice all of the energy that went into that. And guess what, you guys? Like, I can honestly say that at this point in my life, I am genuinely happy with my career. It gives me passion. It fuels my fire. And it didn't happen overnight, but it took a lot of intention. And that's what I'm trying to share with you is that For a really long time, the struggle of not being happy in my career was self-inflicted. Of course, to some extent, it was out of my control because I had to pay my bills. But what did I do? What was my resolution? I decided to start a side hustle while working full-time so that I could get to the point where I can work up to the passionate life dream life of time freedom that I dreamed of that I literally saw other people living that I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough to achieve but when I kept asking myself all the times over and over and over again what's holding me back and when I would pinpoint what that thing was and I would focus on changing it then I evolved a little bit more and a little bit more and I kept getting rid of things that weren't serving me. And now all of a sudden I'm an outgoing, go-getting entrepreneur that doesn't give a crap about what anybody says about me. And I cannot say that I ever believed that I had that person in me. I had no idea that the genuinely happy version of myself looked like this. I didn't know that she was this competent and this successful, but it took a lot of intention, a lot of time, and a lot of digging deep to get to that point. And I'm really proud of it today. And I know that you have the potential to do the same. Another really great example too is going through my miscarriage. I asked myself, am I genuinely happy in my healing journey? And you know what? Obviously, the answer was no, because anyone that has gone through loss knows that it's not, nothing about that is ever going to be happy or, you know, you're never, most people don't ever completely stop grieving that experience and the trauma and the loss and disappointment that comes with losing a pregnancy. But I knew that there were things that were taking place in my day that were holding me back from finding my joy again. And I think that it is possible to grieve and still find joy at the same time, which I personally am doing right now. I am currently happy and I'm back to my 
outgoing, pippy self, but some days I'm still grieving and I've learned that in the beginning after my loss, I was really holding myself back from finding joy again. And what was holding me back from the best version of me was looking at other people and getting bitter and frustrated and sad and isolating myself from others. So obviously when you first find out that your baby doesn't have a heartbeat anymore, it's really just, it's just, just the most discouraging, frustrating, heartbreaking emotion that I've probably ever experienced in my life. But I realized that like pulling back from all of my friends and not talking to people and isolating myself in my bedroom and being sad and angry and bitter every single time that I saw somebody else's like pregnancy announcement pop up or something like that. Um, it just wasn't serving me. It wasn't doing me any good. It was causing nothing but negativity. And what wasn't serving me was the time spent just worrying about things that I had no control over. So, you know, what did I do wrong? Did I cause my miscarriage? Could I have done something differently? Just like focusing so much on the negativity and the past instead of focusing on getting myself better for the future. So that's what I decided that I was going to do differently. Question four, I was going to start being genuinely happy for other people that were pregnant. I was going to start praying for other people and putting my energy into pouring into others and sharing my story openly to help inspire others go through what I was healing through at the same time that I was healing through it. And just really just choosing faith over fear and not allowing my fear story that maybe that was my last chance to ever have a baby or that now that there was something wrong with me because I had a miscarriage in a DNC, like I decided to let all of that go. And I really sacrificed my comfort zone. I sacrificed my comfort zone, which is question number five, by being open about my miscarriage. I know a lot of people kind of personally keep it to themselves, which I think that it's totally up to the individual what they feel is best for their healing journey. But for me personally, I felt as though getting uncomfortable and sharing a little bit about what I was going through would only benefit me and a lot of other people that were going through something similar. So I decided to sacrifice my comfort zone. Sorry, I had to go into a different room if you heard my door squeak. Um, And I really just decided to eliminate any of that negative energy and negative mindset around other people and just started to pour into into what I can do to help others instead of like thinking about the pain that I was feeling and oh my gosh I have to tell you now looking back it was the best decision that I had ever made again everybody has to choose how to cope differently but like just addressing the fact publicly that I was pregnant and then I was no longer pregnant it was the weight of the world off my shoulders and I connected with really amazing women and that told me their stories and helped me to feel less alone. And I've, you know, found people that are now going to be like lifelong friends that have that experience in common. And now like by focusing on a positive place for my mental health and really leaning in and doing my workouts and staying a part of my business and just praying for others and just like overall filling my mind and my heart with positivity more than negativity. It helped me so much to 
I personally think get pregnant again with my current rainbow baby pregnancy where everything is going really well and I just feel again that that struggle was meant to help me to step outside of my comfort zone and once again evolve into a better stronger warrior-esque version of me and I'm really proud of that transformation as well. So those are two very personal examples of how I've taken these five questions and just put them into action and just gave myself a little bit of quiet time to dig deep. Sometimes we we have all the answers. In fact, I personally think most times we have all the answers. Maybe if we don't have a, a a absolute resolution as to how to make ourselves feel better or how to overcome a struggle. I feel as though that there's always, to some extent, a, a opportunity for us to make the situation better and to make the process of growing through your struggle so much more enjoyable and rewarding. So what I recommend is even if you're just like doing this nonchalantly and you just randomly ask yourself these questions in the moment when you're going through something hard, it's beneficial. It's it's really amazing to develop a relationship with yourself and to, ve- to develop a voice from within where you can really just communicate with yourself whenever you feel like it and put yourself kind of back on track and keep yourself in check. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So if you're feeling like you're just going in this constant cycle of downward spiraling and frustration and negativity, asking yourself, you know, what can I do differently can be a really powerful turning point in your day and in your life. And honestly, another one, I'm not going to spend too much more time, but that I really feel as though this can work with is parenting. I use these questions a lot, like when I'm thinking about my kids, like, am I a genuinely happy parent? in regard to like how I'm parenting and I realized a couple of months back that I've been like really impatient and I've been focusing a lot on what I can do differently in the moment and sometimes it's as simple as like choosing your battles or taking a big deep breath or sacrificing the need to like have the house in order all the time like you know whatever those triggers are so you can really get creative with these questions and get into the habit of I like picking Sundays because it's like once a week I'm like okay I get 15 minutes to just drink a cup of coffee and think about my life and where I can put my focus this upcoming week and then once I kind of get that that one specific element in in effect and in focus, then I move on and maybe the next week or three weeks later, I'm thinking about something else, maybe my marriage, maybe my career again, but there's always going to be something that you can work on and focus on and be better at. And honestly, like, why wouldn't we want to be better versions of ourselves? It makes it life better for ourselves and everybody else that we love. So I truly believe that this practice has just monumental uh, effects and I just I couldn't recommend it more so I'm gonna just go over the questions one last time so that you can write them down if you have it and send you to work because self-work is so important and yes it is in- uncomfortable but if something makes you uncomfortable it's probably something you need to be doing write that down if you need to <laughs> um question one am I genuinely happy two what's holding me back from my best version of me three what am I doing or pouring into that is not serving me four what can I do differently and five what am I willing to sacrifice the last thing that I want to say is the most important part of this whole practice 
is the action. So when you sit down and you think about all this stuff, you may come up with really great answers, but what's really going to change your life is putting one foot in front of the other. And I'm here to remind you that it's normal to be scared. It's normal to fall down and have to dust yourself off again. And like I said, fail forward, but that's okay. You're only ever going to get closer to that life that you dream of and that you see other people living and that you just want so badly for your family, you're not going to get there until you start putting in the action. And I promise you the things that you do that make you uncomfortable, they won't always be uncomfortable. You may look back a year from now and say, wow, I'm so glad I did that because it's just a part of my life now. This podcast is pure proof of that. Like I used to literally hide from people at the grocery store and now I'm talking to a bunch of strangers about something that I made up in my own head (laughs) that's changed my life but I do it with such passion and joy and excitement and it's because it's not scary anymore and no matter what it is you have your eye on you can have that for your life if you're willing to show up for it so I hope that you guys love this episode and you're as fired up as I am if you do please share this episode on Instagram my name is uh, Instagram name is Janelle underscore N underscore Petrosino, P-E-T-R-O-S-I-N-O. And as always, please leave a review and uh, just subscribe to this channel if it's something that fires you up because I plan on sharing all the goods to come. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.